This is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is episode number 63 of the Homestead Journey Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us here on the Homestead Journey. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. And this week's episode is going to be just a little bit different than past episodes. I am recording this actually earlier in the week than I usually do. I usually record these on Sunday evenings, but because of the Christmas holiday, I wanted to record this ahead of time. And that way that I would be able to just really enjoy the Christmas weekend with my family and friends. And so this week's episode is simply going to be a charting the course segment. I'm going to share with you a simple story and then wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So let's jump right into that. Today, I want to share with you the story of the best present that I have ever received. Now, I am 43 years of age. Hard to believe that, but I am. <laughs> and in my 43 years on God's green earth, my guess is that I have received literally thousands of gifts. Some have been big gifts, some have been little gifts, some have been expensive gifts, some have been rather inexpensive gifts. But out of all of those gifts that I have ever received, there has never been a gift that has ever been more meaningful than this one. And honestly, folks, it's going to be tough to beat this one. Not to say that it can't be beat, <laughs> but it is going to be tough to beat this gift that I received. Now, this gift actually wasn't a Christmas present. It wasn't a birthday present. It was a gift that I received kind of out of the blue. But before I share that story with you, let me just give you a little bit of background information. I am a baseball fan. Now, I am not a hardcore baseball fan from the standpoint of being able to tell you who's leading the league in ERA or on-base percentage or strikeouts or any of those stats during a regular season. Quite frankly, as much as I love my beloved Cincinnati Reds, I couldn't tell you what their starting lineup was this past season or who their starting rotation was. I certainly can't give you the lineup of the big red machine. I know a number of the players, but I am probably more what people would consider to be a casual baseball fan. But I am someone who looks forward every year to spring training, and then I look forward every year to opening day. In fact, when opening day rolls around, I actually dress up in my Reds gear and go to work. And it was kind of funny, not this past year because it was a bizarre year, but the year before, I actually showed up to work a day early in all of my Reds gear. And unfortunately, I do work with a couple of guys who are hardcore baseball fans who can give you all of the stats of their favorite players and who's leading the league and whatever particular stat is, is of interest to them. Um, and they gave me a lot of crap <laughs> about it. It was kind of very funny that I showed up very excited about opening day. And then, yes, it was not till the following day. When we lived in Cincinnati, my wife and I enjoyed going to the opening day parade. Um, I just really, really enjoy the Cincinnati Reds. And in particular, 
I really enjoy listening to baseball games on the radio. There's just something about the cadence of a, a ball game being called that it's just very soothing to me. And to me, the sound of a baseball game on the radio is the soundtrack of summer. I enjoy listening to the baseball game when I'm working in the garden, when I'm out on the tractor mowing the lawn, or just simply sitting on the front porch with an ice cold glass of lemonade. There's just something about a baseball game, and in particular, my beloved Cincinnati Reds, that I just absolutely enjoy. Now on to the story. As you know, we live here in beautiful upstate New York, and we actually live about an hour and a half to two hours away from Cooperstown. Now, if you're a hardcore or even a casual baseball or sports fan, you know what Cooperstown means to Major League Baseball. But if you're maybe somebody who isn't that much into sports, the Baseball Hall of Fame is located in Cooperstown. And I don't remember exactly when it was, if my son was in fourth grade or fifth grade, but his class was going to take a field trip to the Hall of Fame. Now, up to that point, I had never been, he had never been. This was going to be a new, a new thing for him. And I was really excited for him. I was very jealous. Uh, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out for my schedule to be a chaperone for this trip. And so I was just excited to hear back from him at the end of the day what he had seen and what he had experienced. My wife and I sent him with, I don't remember how much money, we sent him with some money to buy a souvenir from the gift shop. That evening I came home, I was very excited to hear from him what he had seen, what he had experienced, and of course to see what he had bought for himself. And he came running up to me with a small paper bag and he said to me, he said, dad, 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 I got you something. I saw this in the gift shop and I thought, my dad would love that. And so I bought this for you. So I opened up the bag and I pulled out a money clip with the Cincinnati Reds logo on it. And I said, boy, but I absolutely love this. What did you get for yourself? And he said, dad, I didn't get anything for myself. It took every penny that I had to buy that for you. You see, my son could have bought himself anything in that shop. Obviously not anything, but he could have bought himself anything that those few dollars would have uh, purchased. He could have gone to McDonald's afterwards. They were going for lunch and he could have bought himself a milkshake or a blizzard. He could have held on to the money and bought himself something later on. But instead, he spent all of his money on this money clip. For me. As I think about this time of the year, we are caught up in the giving and receiving of gifts. And to a certain extent, sometimes people get a little frustrated by how commercialized Christmas has become. And there's a certain sense to where I agree with that. But there's also something to be said about the fact that giving and receiving presents reminds us of the greatest gift that we've ever been given and that is the Christ child. Sometimes when we give and receive gifts, we get caught up in maybe, to a certain extent, a bit of a competition. I need to give something to them that's bigger than what they give to me. 
Sometimes people get upset because somebody gave them something that was of lesser value or lesser importance than what they gave uh, in return. I have a friend whose mother-in-law makes sure that she conveniently forgets to remove the price tag from the gifts that she gives so that people know how much she spent on them. Folks, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big the gift is or how small the gift is, how expensive the gift is, or how cheap the gift is. At least for me, what was important is the thought that went into it and the sacrifice behind it. You see, this money clip that my son gave me, it cost that little boy his all. It cost him everything that he had because he thought that his daddy would enjoy it. I hope you've had a very Merry Christmas. I know this has been a rough year for all of us. This will be the last podcast for 2020. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to turning the page here. We'll see what 2021 has in store for us. I do want to say thank you for journeying with me this year towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. I hope you've enjoyed the story of the best present I've ever received. I hope you had a very good Christmas and that you have a very happy new year. Until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.